0: Goodrow has it for Gord. Gord being watched by Shea. He'll go along the boards. Savard rips one. It's on Marazic with a safe second chance. He robs Gord. Oh, Peter Morazic is taking lunch money right now. Five seconds left. Dallas has to tag up. Ajo doing great work in the corner. He gets to the puck to One second left. Welcome back, Peter Mrazic. Hasn't played since January 30th, and his third shutout of the season helps the Canes. Nothing victory tonight against the stars. Hornquist keeps it free. Yandel punches one. Rebound. Uber is robbed by Nadalkovich. Puck still loose. Natius has got to get to it. He does. It gets it out with 15 seconds left on the Florida power play. Jocek's pass finds its way for Sveshnikov. He plays it off the boards and loses it. Now Bennett has a break. Gaho's chasing him. Sam Bennett in on Nadalkovich. Oh, big save by Nadalkovich as Bennett somehow got a backhander away. And
1: Nedeljkovic decides to keep play rolling. Ajo had lost his stick. That's what created the breakaway. He just about got back, and Nedeljkovic continues to shine. This is
2: the Kane's Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam
1: Gold. Welcome to the Cane's Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold, and we are doing playoff shorts here as we get ready for the start of the playoffs, which begins Saturday with Boston and Washington getting it underway. Remember, the Hurricanes do not play until Monday when they will take on the Nashville Predators, the first of two in Raleigh. 8 o'clock Monday, 8 o'clock Wednesday, Friday, 7 o'clock in Nashville, Sunday to be announced. We don't know the time for that yet. Uh, Sunday will also be in Nashville. My guess it'll be a Sunday night. Uh, And then Tuesday back in Raleigh, Thursday in Nashville, Saturday for Game 7, if necessary, in Raleigh. We're going to take a look at the East. For my money, the best division in the sport. We don't know how great these teams are. I think all four teams have flaws, but I also think that just about every other team other than... Vegas, Colorado, Tampa has flaws. Every team's got a flaw. The teams in the East all have them as well. Uh, but the East got underway with, I think, the two best teams in Boston and Washington, uh, matched up in the uh, the two, three. Uh, But this is a division that has been crazy all year long. We'll talk about it as we get to Michael Leboff of the Action Network. This is going to have a little bit of a gambling edge to it because that's how Michael processes these things. Uh, But he has followed this division all year long, and uh, we'll talk to him about the East. First thing I want to get to is Carolina's goaltending. Alex Delkovich, to me, is the best goaltender for the Hurricanes. He and Morazic have basically done uh, all of the practicing leading up to Game 1 on Monday. If I were the head coach, I would start the best goalie, Alex Delkovich. But here's what I know about Rod Brindamore. Rod A. has a fierce loyalty to, as Trip Tracy likes to point it out, incumbents. Peter Morazic is the incumbent. Peter Morazic was the goaltender of record when the Hurricanes made that incredible run two years ago just to get in. He was the goaltender of record when they beat the Washington Capitals. He played all of those games. Curtis McElhinney was the backup. And Morazic was in there until he got hurt against the Islanders. And then Curtis McElhinney started. They eventually got back to Morazic, but it was too too late. And Morazic really wasn't 100%. So I think that Peter Morazic will be the goaltender for Game 1. But I do think Carolina will use two goaltenders in this series, and then Rod will make a determination, hopefully after this series, which to go with. Because I think at some point, you're going to get to one. And I think that's where Rod understands he needs to get to, but you've got two guys playing goaltender at a high level. Seriously, you look at Mrazic's year, you look at Nadelkovic's year, these are two guys Uh, that are among the top six or seven goalies in the sport based on their performance. Now, with Mrazek, it's a very limited sample size. He spent, uh, you know, more than two months on the injured list, and then he spent another two weeks hurt uh, when he came back with a lower body injury. Uh, Nedeljkovic, once he got in, and once he got his bearings, because he hadn't played in about 11 months, uh, Ned, I mean, best rookie goalie in the sport this year. So... Carolina's got great goaltending options. Now you just have to make the decision. Uh, And I do believe that Ned provides something that Peter doesn't in his ability to stick handle. Uh, They're both smaller in terms of being roughly six feet tall. Uh, They're both active. Uh, They're both great athletes. So it gives Carolina a different dynamic than you see around the league. Uh, And Ned gives Carolina that little extra edge by being an elite puck handler uh, when he's doing it right, because there have been times where made, he's made some curious decisions, uh, but he likes to handle the puck, uh, and he's really good at it, and I think it does. As you as you heard, that Dougie Hamilton goal that we opened this podcast with uh, is a great play from Nedeljkovic to Hamilton uh, that really set the tone. Uh, really, I mean, it won the game for Columbus, uh, and that's the kind of thing that you're going to get out of Alex Nedeljkovic. All right. Uh, So that's the goaltending for me. James Reimer is a guy who is um, there in case of emergency break glass. Uh, But if James Reimer gets into a game, to me, it's either one of them has just been awful and I don't anticipate anybody being awful or somebody got hurt. Uh, so that's the way I look at it all right Boston and Washington as a series Boston went four two and two against the capitals this year uh, two of those games obviously two of Boston's um, like four of these games went to overtime so this is a very very even even series to me um, so in my opinion I like the I like the Bruins in this series uh, based on a little bit more certain goaltending, and Washington, man, Washington has been a mess. Uh, The guys out of the lineup due to disciplinary reasons, they've had COVID issues, Ovechkin and Oshie are banged up, so you just do not know what you're going to get out of Washington. Washington, fully operational, is probably better than Boston, uh, but we just can't tell, and Boston's played great, and they're getting Tuka Rask. Uh, Tukorovsky has played well, really well since his return. Uh, So I'd take Boston in this series over Washington, even though uh, the Capitals have home ice advantage. Islanders in Pittsburgh, think about this, man. Uh, The Islanders, for a while, they look like the best team in the division. And they fin- ended up finishing fourth. That's how good the division is. Pittsburgh's had a wonderful year. Pittsburgh 6-2 and two against the Islanders this year. Uh, two of those games were won in overtime. The Islanders went 2-4-2. and two. No Andrews Lee at all. He's out. Uh, they added Kyle Palmieri and uh, Travis Zajac, who haven't been great for the Islanders. But you know what? Playoffs, brand new season. So you just do not know. Take a quick break. We'll come back with Michael Leboff of the Action Network. And we'll talk about uh, the East the most competitive division in the NHL. Give us a follow on the Canes Corner Podcast. Uh, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. And we're here after every Hurricanes game, and hopefully there will be a lot of them in the postseason. Welcome back to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. It's time to take a look at the best division in the sport. It is the East. Uh, it might not have the highest end, It's very possible that the best team in the East might only be 6th or 7th best overall. But man, that was a competitive division. I think the Rangers would have made the playoffs in any other division. I think Philadelphia might have been done in by how good the division was. Uh, Again, incredible division to me. In terms of their depth, I think these teams are dead even. If you told me that any of these four teams could come out of the East... I would believe you. Let's get to my friend Michael LeBoff at the Big Lee Bowski on Twitter, the best Twitter handle I know. Uh, he works for the Action Network. This is going to have a little bit of a gambling bent to it because that's how Michael uh, kind of processes these things. He also does the Islander Anxiety podcast. So I'm not sure how you determine the favorite in a division in which the fourth place team. Looked like the best team for about two thirds of the season. The best team was predicted to miss the playoffs entirely, but they do have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Jake Gensel, and the two in the middle have pedigree, and I still think are the two best teams in the division. So I need I need you, Michael, to sort this out for me.
2: Yeah, it's tough, right? You're you're dealing with four teams that are basically on a on a level playing field, and you just got to look for the right edge. I, and I think actually the Islanders are, are a sneaky pick from bending perspective. They're 20 to one to win the Stanley cup. They're going to be underdogs against the penguins. I think they're plus 120 or so to win the series. Their goaltending and their defense makes them live against any team. They could be mm-hmm. playing the lightning or the hurricanes, like a real juggernaut. And they're, they're still going to be live because their goaltending and defense is so good that they basically turn games into coin flips. And if you're thinking about this matchup, Yes, like they'll have to deal with with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel and the, Evgeny Malky and Chris Letang. Like, yeah, the Penguins have a lot of star power, but the Islanders are equipped to be able to handle that. And they're deep. Uh, they're goaltending. Like I said, Simeon Varlamov is, has been fantastic. Yep. Uh, and would you, if you're looking just at your roster, you're comparing the two rosters, you look Simeon Varlamov on one side, and then it's basically pick your poison with Casey DeSmith or Tristan Jarry on the other side. You're like, well the Islanders have a pretty big edge and goal. And we know in the playoffs how important that is. So I think the Islanders are pretty live uh, in the series in winning the little East bracket. And I think there were, you know, a little punt here uh, <laughs> to, to win the Stanley cup. And, and you could call me a homer all you want, but like this is a team that I, I bet against throughout the regular season when, when the time calls for it. And right now you're buying low. Like they were 14 to one, 16 to one. Like you said, when they were, when they were running through the regular season, mm-hmm. So now you're getting them at 20 to one. That's a pretty attractive price on a team that has shown it can play at an elite level in a very, very tough division.
1: Yeah. And it's also a team that has some recent postseason experience to the positive getting to the Eastern Conference finals a year ago. Uh, And the thing about the Islanders... Uh, last year, that sort of got them going was not just the explosiveness of a like a Matthew Barzell, but uh, you know the uh, Anthony Bavillier, uh and the uh, Jean Gabriel Pajot. They had they had so much depth scoring. Has that gone away over the last say month and a half?
2: You know, it did it, it did for a little ba- while, but they. It starts to click again, and, and the Islanders have, like you said, like Beauvillier, he's, he's a very streaky player. He's, he's on fire right now. Uh, Jordan Eberle, very streaky. Mm-hmm. Brock, Brock Nelson has struggled down the stretch, but he's streaky. Like they, they have these guys who, if they all click at the right time, all of a sudden you're, you're talking about a team that potentially has like six p- potential 20-goal scorers, like going all the way down to Oliver Wallstrom and sure. uh, J- J.G. Tagiot. Like These guys can all, can all find... The right pocket. Walshum has a great shot. Pajot is a guy who's like all action in front of the net. They can all score in different ways too. Like this is not a a one-note team. A lot of people think it's a one-note team, just defense, goaltending, and hope to win a three-two game. But they are not. They're they're deep up front. They got guys who can score. Um, They're they're certainly not a sure thing against the Penguins. The Penguins are very good. Yeah. But uh, they're definitely they're capable to beat them. And I think all you need to know to, to to realize that is. The way that this series is priced, like you're talking, the Penguins are unbelievable down the stretch. They have home ice advantage, and the Islanders are only plus 120 in the series. I mean, that shows you that, uh, you know, they're probably taking a little bit of money, and books, books are not uh sure. willing to, to to raise that price right now.
1: I am, I'm 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 not sure. Even though Pittsburgh won the division, I'm not sure how many people are still buying or buying the Penguins. Uh, what four of uh, two of these games went into overtime? I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so essentially, uh, this could have been a dead even series. Although Pittsburgh won six of the eight. In the other series, Boston and Washington. Um, Boston was a different team once Taylor Hall came on board, and I don't know if it's Taylor Taylor Hall igniting them or them igniting Taylor Hall. We know how good their top line is. I don't think Boston's as good as they've been in the past, but I think Boston is right now as dangerous as they've been all year.
2: Yeah, they're they're interesting from a, a couple of different angles. One, yeah, Taylor Hall. They, they didn't have any scoring depth during the regular season. They couldn't score. All of a sudden, Taylor Hall joins the team. They start scoring at, a, at a, an elite clip. They start driving play at a, an elite clip. But you also have to remember they played – Taylor Hall played 17 games with the Bruins, or 16, because you don't think he dressed in the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, eight of those games came against the Devils and Savers. <laughs> so their, their numbers are a little skewed. Like They've looked great, for sure, <laughs> but like, their numbers are going to be a little skewed down the stretch. Uh, I think Boston is more likely to win. They should be favorites in the series, despite it you know, being a, a Capitals home ice series. But uh, you, just can't, you just can't discount the Capitals which a lot of people seem to be doing Mm -hmm. uh, for one reason or another. I know like there's the Tom Wilson thing. There's the fact that Ilya Samsonov and Kenny Kuznetsov are back on the COVID list for the second time this season and and are uh, facing like team level discipline stuff. Um, TJ Oshie might be hurt. They they were banged up a little bit, but the Capitals played well down the stretch at five on five. They were at like 58% expected goals for the last 13 games. Like this is, this is not a team you want to sleep sleep on at all. And if this number keeps going up, I think it's 125 on the Capitals right now. If that number you know, eclipses plus 130, I think the Capitals are a pretty good value bet, even though the Bruins, yeah, it's pretty scary to step in front of a team that finished the way they did.
1: I, I, I may think the biggest advantage Boston might have, other than Boston's top line, is just uh, playing at a Hall of Fame level right now. Uh, is that Boston's goaltending might be more, much more solid. Uh Rask looks like uh, a rejuvenated Tucarask Rask, uh, as opposed to what Washington is putting out there. I don't think Washington's goaltending is bad. I just don't think it's as good as Boston's. If you had to pick somebody to come out of the East right now, who would it be? From a betting perspective, the Islanders,
2: I think that they're 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 the best value on the board. In terms of just like picking a winner, I, w- I would say the Bruins. It's like you said, like they, yeah, they have the goaltending. If, if that top line continues playing the way it is, they're impossible to stop. And then if you do stop them, then you've got to worry about stopping Taylor Hall. So it's, I, think, I think the two of them will meet in the next round. Uh, but I, I just think the value on the Islanders is, they're, I think every team in the, in, in the East the other day was like at the same odds except for the Islanders to, to win the, the mini East tournament. Right. Um, and the Islanders were, were like plus plus. 450 or something. I, I can't really remember, but right away, I should tell you, like, if this, if this really is a level playing field, why not just go with the the value team? And we, uh, we, we've seen that ceiling from the Islanders. So I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm, you know, maybe I'm, I'm overly confident, but, uh, I, I do, I just think that they're, they're built for this kind of grind. So I, I think, definitely, definitely worth it.
1: I think you and I are probably similar in how we view the teams that, I mean, I'll, I'll admit the teams we root for, um, you know, I root for the Carolina Hurricanes. I cover them. I try to be objective. Uh, I'm, and I'm cautiously optimistic about Carolina's chances. They're a pretty big favorite over Nashville. I see this series being a whole lot closer than a lot of other people do. And it's not really based on the last two games. It's really based on what I've seen from these two teams playing against each other all year. Nashville was almost always a skeleton crew against Carolina, and I think that Nashville's full team, there's not a ton of difference between these two. Uh, Carolina's not going to get through this unless they play basically at the top of their game. Yeah, I think the one thing about uh, this
2: series, so it's the Hurricanes are minus 240, uh, the Predators coming back almost at 2-1, to is if, if you're betting on the Predators, you're basically betting on their goaltender, Usaros, who's been unbelievable uh, for the second half of the season, to steal the series in my mind, like the the Predators don't win the series unless he's, he's at a elite level. Um, And for me, I think the price is just about right, right now. If that number keeps going up, I think the Predators would be a good value bet. Um, I, but I believe in the hurricanes. Like I I bet them before the season (laughs) at 20 to one to win the Stanley cup. I think that this team is good enough to, to win uh, this series and then beat whoever Florida or Tampa Bay in the next one. But, yeah, you can't overlook the, the Predators. Like you said, like this, they, they dealt with a lot of different things over the course of the season. And they put it together uh, you know, 20 games or so. Yep. And a lot of times those are the type of teams that are dangerous, especially in the first round. I mean, we saw what the Blue Jackets did. They had a great – people forget that when they swept the Lightning in that first round series, the Blue Jackets were playing at uh, like a near top, top of the division level for the last 25 games of that season. So, that, that is usually like a, a, a little bit of a hint of a team that could pull up, uh, pull the rug out from from an uh, like a big favorite
1: yeah and look I uh, again maybe it's just being uh, uh, a little bit wary but um, I mean what I've seen Nash when I've seen him play a bunch uh, it's a uh, it's a physical uh even I'll, I'll say it I think a little bit of a dirty team. Uh, and uh, those teams have a way of getting you off your game. All right, real quick before we let uh, Mike Leboff go uh, from the Action Network on Twitter at the Big TheBigLebowski. Um, Colorado and Vegas are the two best teams in the league. They're the two betting favorites, but they're in the same division. Uh, how do you view uh, the other divisions? Who do you think coming out? I think uh... –
2: for, like, again, I'll, I'll look at it from a betting perspective and not just, you know, picking winners. I think that the, the Winnipeg Jets are really good value. I don't think that they'll get out of that division, but it's wide open. They have a great goaltender and they'll be, they they were so banged up down the stretch. Uh, if they get Nikolai Ehlers back, this is a team that's dangerous, can upset anyone. I like their, them from a value perspective. And then, the, the West is just is tough from betting, uh, but I, 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 I'm rooting for the Blues because I bet them in the middle of the year at 60-1. to 1. <laughs> But I, I, don't think, I don't think they're getting out. For that one, I'll just pick a winner, and I think it's going to be Vegas because of the goaltending.
1: Michael Leboff, Action Network, at the Big Lebowski on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much, my friend. We'll talk soon. Of course. I'm going Boston to come out of this division, but again, if anything happened, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Anything happened. All right, that's it. The Canes Corner Podcast Playoff Shorts Edition is over. I thank you very much for hanging out. Remember, we are here after every Hurricanes playoff game. That means Monday. That means Wednesday and Friday and Sunday. And maybe Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday as well against the Nashville Predators. Seems like we're playing Nashville all month, right? Yeah, it's very possible that that's the way it's going to work out. Uh, all right, thank you very much. Give us a rating, give us a review, and let us know what you think. Uh, the Kane's Corner Podcast, shorts edition. I'm wearing shorts. Uh, is a wrap, and we'll talk to you after game one, Monday night.